You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Romney. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness and why they matter for you. I'm so excited to have you here for another season. This season, we're going really deep on the topic of procrastination and how to quit procrastinating once and for all. I'm speaking specifically to people not only who identify as procrastinators, but also those people who have trouble finishing projects, or maybe you even have trouble starting projects. This is your new home, so welcome. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Podcast. I am here actually on a Zoom call with some of the students from Half Finished to Done Live, and they have graciously agreed to come here today and talk about their experience so far. So you guys, I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm pumped to see what you have to say today. How are you all feeling? Excited. Awesome. So just a quick round of introductions. I will do a bit of a round robin. You guys are used to that from being in class with me. So I want to know just your name and then what brought you to Half Finished to Done Live, the group coaching program. So Sarah, you're first in my view. Name okay. and, and what brought you here? My name is Sarah Mackay. And, you know, I feel like procrastination historically has been um, the bane of my existence since as long as I can remember. And when I was reading through Christina, your stuff, it just felt very different. Felt like it was going to get to like a deeper level and a deeper core to all the stuff and wouldn't be some like, I don't know, trick quick fix kind of thing. And it just felt really different with the way your language was and it resonated with me. So I was like, why not? And right now is a good time to work on that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I remember you and I talked in our one-on-one call that you said it felt really different. And so I love that you're able to articulate just, it's not about a quick fix. It really is about getting to that root of why do you procrastinate? Why do you have all these half-finished projects? And it's not just a Band-Aid solution. So I'm glad that you already hit on that. And I had no idea how to pronounce your last name. So that's good to know too. Yes, I know. Everybody, yeah. (laughs) Scottish, whatever. There you go. Awesome. Jonathan, what brought you to half-finished to done life? I saw and responded to one of your ads on Facebook for uh, working in a deep state or flow state or something like that. And you replied back very quickly with not a canned message, but like a, like a real human typed this message, which definitely caught my ear. And then we set up and had a call um, for a couple weeks later, I think, because of the way schedules worked out. But in, in, the, in the meantime, I listened to the podcast and, and kind of mined your website and and realized that there was there's a whole lot more going on than just like flow state or, or whatever. And that things were very kind of intertwined. And then the idea of half finished to done came up. And because I had already kind of seen that all of those things are are interlinked and and, and interdependent, um, it, it it made a lot of sense to me that even though I don't necessarily have projects one by one by one that that need to be done that there'd be a lot of good learning out of this in order to, to implement just in a, in a productivity sense, much more so than like, kind of like what Sarah said, where it would just be like, oh, here's a new app and it's OmniFocus and now you get to live your life around this one app or something like that. And maybe it sticks, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, totally. You guys have heard me say about a million times, there's no one tool, no one planner or tip or strategy or software that's going to change everything, right? It really does start at the level of the mind. And so there are apps, there's softwares, there's stuff that benefits us and that we can layer on top of the mindset work. But I really do think that I think I've told you guys that it really is the mindset work that matters the most. And just for anyone who's like, what is this flow state uh, deep work? That's the deep work guide. So how to get into a deep work state in 15 minutes. If you go to peakcoaching.co slash deep work state, that's where you get the guide that Jonathan mentioned. And yeah, I love having those interactions with email subscribers because I always say, you can go out and try the deep work guide and it may be successful this first time and that's fantastic. But for a lot of people it's really rewriting lifelong habits. And so sometimes they're not successful right away. And that's where we then start the conversation is what are you learning from not having success using the deep work guide? 
it. So thanks for mentioning that. Awesome. Over to you, Samantha. So I had actually seen you and been on your email list and actually unsubscribed many, a, a few years ago. I now. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So I had, um, like Jonathan, seen your deep work state. I had tried it, not had much success with it, sort of, you know, unsubscribed and, and kind of that whole thing. And then this last time, to Sarah's point, it felt different. And I think for me, I was looking for the tool, the hack, um, you know, someone that say, do this, then do this, and do then do this, and poof, you're in, you know, whatever, whether it's deep state or those kinds of things. And I think for a few years, um, up until COVID, I had really been a consumer of all of this kind of information, but the implementation and the adoption was really what sort of was a moment for Half Done to, to, to finish in a live version. I think I've also, much like any of the rest of you, probably tried some of these, teach it in your own pace and, and not in the sort of live setting and, you know, kind of interactive, not the live interaction. And I thought that that was going to, I was hoping, let's say it that way, that that was going to be the key to kind of moving it from just being a consumer of the app, of the information to really implementing the strategies as well as kind of making sure that they were they were kind of getting entrenched into kind of my day-to-day in some really weird in some really different ways than they had been before. Yeah, I love that you touched on the live element because some people might know, but others might not, that Half Finished to Done is a course as well. And it's self-paced and you can go through it all on your own. And I am totally bought in that that course is awesome. I mean, you know, biased, made it. But still, I really do firmly believe you can get results from that. But I call group coaching the best of both worlds. I'm like, not only do you get lifetime access to the course, but you get to come be part of a cohort of really freaking amazing people. You guys have seen that. You guys are that. And then you get to apply everything live. And you guys have been the most spectacular group for me because you guys do not hesitate to push me and ask me questions and challenge me. Like that is pretty much our calls is you guys being like, wait, but, 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 and it's great, right? Because it helps me refine the content for the future but it also helps you guys be fully bought into the process. Because if you just accept everything that I say with the grain of salt, or you just kind of go, oh, it's fine, I'll do it. This minute that you hit a stumbling block, you're like, oh, this wasn't the solution that I was looking for, I'm out. But if we get to be together in this live interactive setting, then you guys get to hit the stumbling blocks and then you come to a coaching call and we break it down. What exactly happened that made you stumble? Let's now solve for that problem. So yeah, I I think you can't beat the live aspect, but I also respect people who decide to do the self-paced course. So yeah. Like I feel like I would have given up 10 times over if it wasn't live, you know? I mean, just my personality. I'm sure there's other people who would have plowed through the teachable and done very well with it. But for myself, I'd be like, no, it's not working. But like having you in the group available to challenge me to look deeper into it definitely is a game changer. Yeah. I want to come back to this idea. I want you guys to hold on to that because I want to explore, Sarah, you've been like incredible at getting back on the horse. Like that, like getting back on the horse award, Sarah, and being very vocal about it in order to support other people who are also experiencing the same thing. So I want to talk about that, but I want to make sure we also go to our last person who's on this call right now. So this is a portion of our group right now. Tanya. What bring what brought you yeah, to that? I'm gonna add mama here for a moment and maybe make you blush. So just so you know. Oh boy. <laughs> I, for those who don't know, met Christina very casually through friends of friends in um when I was living in Raleigh. And um so I we connected on social because that's you know, everybody in Raleigh just sorts to get to know each other. Uh, and Somewhere along the lines, um, you know, I watched you and your career and what you were doing and the global travel and work and, and all of that. And I felt this really interesting connection with you as though you were sort of a younger version of me. Like what I wanted to have been able to do, I felt like just from a personal growth and self-learning and reading, I I just felt this connection with you and followed your whole last business and 
watched you do lots of good shit and get shit done clearly that I would read and watch this stuff being like, wow, if only I could do that. So it, then when you moved into the, this new chapter of your life into coaching, you know, I reached out immediately. I was like, okay, let's, let's have a call. And I was in a strange position last um, November uh, with my, my current career and role. And so we had a great conversation and then reconnected uh, early in the year. And I said, okay, I'm ready to do this. Let's, let's get some one-on-one sessions booked and see how this works as a true believer in this concept anyways. And we were on our one-on-one and I was talking about lots of, lots of different things that apparently related back to this half-finished-to-done course at the end of our session. You're like, I'm just going to throw this crazy idea out there. You know, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to pitch it to you. Just let me know. And you told me about the class and I'm like, oh, when's it starting? And you're like, um, in a few hours. She goes, I have class left. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was, sounds really impulsive when, when I say it that way, but I think there'd been so much work for me up to that point and having worked through so many of these things on my own in the past and had not had the success that I really wanted to see that it just wasn't, I, and I do think because there was not a lot of time for me to think for it, that it actually was good because I wasn't able yeah. to justify myself not doing it. Um, and I was in a financial place to be able to do it. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And uh, that was that. Yes. I it, I remember it so vividly, right? That last minute, me being like, wait a second. Every single thing that you just said perfectly aligns with the course curriculum. So I was like, yeah, like you said, just let me toss it out and whatever decision you want to make, I will support. But one thing that's occurring to me as we're talking, I think it's really interesting. And I've thought about this before. I used to have a spreadsheet where I would track people's names and then the number of touch points that we had. So the number of conversations we had on email or them responding to my email list or Instagram. Tanya and I always do Instagram. And one thing that I thought was people needed to have a lot of communication with me in order to move forward with Half Finished to Done Live. Um, They needed to have that trust factor. And in some cases, that has been true, right? Sometimes people join the program after being on the list for months and being super interactive. But other people, so like I think Sarah's a perfect example of this, just like, hey, literally never spoke to you. Let's do it. And then Samantha, I, I think that's so fascinating that you unsubscribed and then came back. So thank you for trusting me again. And I think it speaks to a lot of things. But one thing that occurs to me is just that the more people I talk to, the more and more and more specific I can understand the problem of procrastination. And so part of it, I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, is my copy has gotten so much more honed in. And instead of being like, I'm a life coach, I'm like, I'm a procrastination coach for people who have tried everything. (laughs) It's so much more specific. So what's your reaction to that? No, I agree with that. And I think the other piece to that though is it, it's sort of perfect storms. And so I, and I, as a coach, I know that that's not super, super comforting for you, but totally. it is sort of a perfect storm of you being in the right place as the participant coupled with the fact that your, your copy is really very honed in. And you also, I think are very fair about look, I'm not selling quick fixes. I'm not selling hacks. Um, I'm not selling a planner at the end of the day. I'm selling a real process and set of solutions that are going to have lasting impact. And that lasting impact, I've now come to understand, may not get you through the finish line today, right? So you may not be able to go through a webinar and be like, oh, yep, I'm going to put these in the practice and head for the hills. But I think it is really, it is deeper work. And because it's deeper work, it's going to last longer and stick, but it also might take more time. And I think all of that, to Sarah's point about I would have, you know, failed. Yeah, because this isn't, this literally is a process, right? It's not, oh, I sat here, I did the reading, and now I can go. Yes. I would say, you know, one of the things that just stood out to me when you were talking about that is, you know, also being a marketer, I'm like, yes, go deep, go find that 
speech, but what I'm seeing that in, in execution is that the one thing that I've been really amazed and grateful for is how we all, all the participants, all of us, the cohort, all have very different lives and very different programs, but are very, very similar at our core. Even a lot of our personality and there's just a very shared experience. Like I would have all these people over to dinner tonight just because, you know, they're, it's just very, it's like you find your people, but, and I think having that, that more clear niches you're talking to is, I think helps that, that situation. Yes. Okay. Post COVID we'll all get together and have dinner. (laughs) And then we'll bring in the next round and you guys can teach them and it'll just be a bunch of awesome mingling. I love that. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm working to hone that in, but I think that Samantha also raises a really interesting point about it has to be a perfect storm where the person, the participant or the client or student, whatever you want to call it, I never know, has to be at that exact right place. So I think that's a really good question is when you guys think to the you in the past, we always talk about past self and future self. So think about past you. What made that person not ready to go all in like this, like you guys have done? So I guess that's a two-part question, right? What made the past self not ready and what makes present self ready? I think for me, I, I thought a lot about it, but I wasn't actually making it a real true priority. You know, I would make lots of excuses. Oh, I don't have the money to have coaching. I don't this, I don't that. But it was simply because I wasn't prioritizing that as something that's the most important thing right now for me. I think for me, I wish, I'm I'm upset that I am not able to articulate more. Um, I'm going to, I'll work on it for you. So you can use it for getting people um, Thank you. for um, what it was about your copy that really drew me in um, and that I knew it was different. I mean, I think like for me, I'm always like almost like Samantha, I'm a consumer of like self-growth courses and things like this. And um, it was, it, it was just so different this time. And I also felt like the timing for me personally at the very start of COVID, I don't, I can't even remember how many weeks in we were, but all my procrastination reached like a fever pitch. Like it was like total, like crap. I can't hide from the procrastination anymore because this is all I can look at. Right. And so it was just like this moment where, you know, I read about, you know, I had, we were speaking on, I don't even remember some other website and my friend was speaking on that website and then I scrolled down and I started reading your stuff and I was like, what's this? So it was just, yeah, it was the same thing. It was like a perfect storm. And I think before I might've, I might've read things in the past and be like, oh, this is another gimmick. This is another whatever. This is a quick fix. I've spent money on quick fixes and they don't work. They'll work for like two weeks when you're super jazzed about it and then fatigue sets in and you don't do them. But yeah, like there was... I'm sorry. I wish I could articulate it more, but there was something so different. Maybe it was yeah. just, maybe it was more like holistic, like yeah. look at all of it. And just like, it's not, it's not just like, I'm going to give you this tip and then you're done. I just want to cut in here because I'm like, yeah. you guys are giving me so much credit. Like, great copy, oh, great copy. I'm like, yeah, thank you. I, I agree. Right. I'm like totally spent so much time and energy on this, but you guys, you guys responded to the copy. And like, do you know how many people don't respond to the copy, right? You guys took ownership, you guys prioritized, and you guys have done the work. So I, by the way, I'm also like, they, this is how I talk to them all the time. I'm like, guys, 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 listen. <laughs> so animated. Um, but but I, I want you guys to, one, make sure you're giving yourselves the credit, right? And, and I want to hear too is, yeah, I'm so glad that the copy resonated, right? I'm so glad to have the opportunity to work with you guys. But like, what is it about you guys that was like, yeah, I'm ready? Well, Jonathan, did you want to go? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. I mean, just to just to finish up what 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 you're saying there, Christina, as as far as like, you know, your copy and things like that. I remember I remember the moment that that I kind of got hooked a little bit more was listening to one of your podcasts. I'm in the garage changing 
windshield wipers, just doing mundane COVID stuff because there's just time. And you, you mentioned something about like, yeah, I've got this thing out there and of all the people that download it, thousands of people download it, less than one in 10 even open it and then less than one in 10 open the thing that's in it. And, and I, I realized, I was like, I think I got to, I think I got to level two last night. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know that that explicitly made, made me think like maybe, maybe I'm ready for this or anything like that. More, more so that, um, um, I guess to kind of go back to the, the, was it Einstein that said, you know, madness is doing this, the same thing differently and trying to, trying to get a different result each time. I think, I think I, I, I'd gotten to the point where, where, yeah, I, I'd noticed I, I was not getting the results that, that I needed and come hell or high water had something had to be done. Yeah. Jonathan's so right. And I think for me, the other piece was COVID really got me in a place where I had time. So that excuse now was like completely off the table. But also I realized how many of these projects that we we've been talking about were literally coming over week after week, month after month, dare I say year after year that, you know, whether it was my things in my business, whether it was thing, painting the bathroom at home, whether it was, whatever it was, those projects had just been moving along in these great, you know, to-do lists that fit some hack I had read before about brain dumping or something else, right? Or creating a list in the back of, you know, one of these expensive planners. And then I realized that there was clearly a disconnect there that was like, you know, I knew, to Sarah's point, I knew all of the things to do. The problem now is not about, I need to know what to do as much as it was, I need someone to help me figure out why I'm not going from information to implementation and, and dare I say, to adoption so that on weeks, I need a system or some guidance so that week three, when it does get tough and my life gets in the way, I've got tools and skills and, and some real tangible takeaways so that to, to Jonathan's point, I'm not just like, yeah, you know, okay. Like, and, and I think the result piece, as Jonathan mentioned, is the real difference maker, is really being able to physically sit down and see so much of this, whether it's the list or just the information, get moved and progress on. Yes, progress on and results. We talk so much about results. So um, let me pause right here. Before we go into that idea of lasting impact and results, because I think that that's a lot of people are like, yeah, this all sounds great. Like I want to come, I want to get support. I want to know what's going on in my mind. But what I really care about is the final result. So I do want to touch on that, but I just want to pause here. Did anyone have any thoughts as that cropped up? I, d- I did have one more to add as I was listening to everyone else talking. Like, I think the big thing for me is in my personal journey over the last few years, I had really come face to face with how it is like my mindsets and my thoughts that are the thing that are getting in the way. Whereas before I thought, oh, why am I not doing this right? What am I messing up? Like, why? How come everybody else can do this and I can't do this? And then, you know, it was just a series of events that made me go, oh, it's just the way I'm looking at it. It's just the way I'm looking at it. It's just the way I'm looking at it. And then I think that's what resonated when, you know, I was reading your stuff and I was ready to, the, I had recognized that in myself that, oh, this is what this work is. And here I can really go deeper and salt and solve it. Like, you know, so that just adding that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really that point that not only is it, I wrote this in an email recently, actually, and this is based on something Samantha said, right? Not only is it really about seeing your talk track or knowing that it's your talk track that ha- that's what's important here is the way you're talking about things, the way you're talking about yourself, the way you're talking about your circumstances, that that's so important. But then I go, the craziest thing is most of us don't even hear our own talk track. And I'm still a classic example of that, right? I'm a coach. I spend all day, every day separating thoughts from facts with my clients. 
And yet when I coach with my coach, she'll look at me and she'll be like, that's not a fact. And I'm like, what do you mean? Of course it's a fact. She's like, no, that's just your interpretation of a set of facts. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're right. And then I have a huge breakthrough. And the breakthrough comes for me because there's often nothing you can do about the circumstance, right? So for example, one of our circumstances right now, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Everyone would agree with that. But the way that you choose to interpret that global pandemic and the way that you choose to show up in that set of circumstances is going to totally change your life, in my opinion. I know, actually, I want to I want to do a little pit stop here because Tanya is like so, like the number one cheerleader for thoughts versus facts. And so I want to dive into that really quick and then talk about the results. So Tanya, why does this concept shake you to your core? <laughs> it really does. And, and I think it goes back to our very first consulting moment. And like I said, I was in a really just tough space and I, I didn't, I I am a hundred percent certain you saw what I didn't. And I fought with you all day about, you know, the, the situation. And as I got into the half finished done live program, I, that, that whole time period became so clear, like crystal clear to me that how much of the challenge I had was not the facts. It it just, and it had built for so long that it, there was a whole different narrative running than what was really happening. Um, And I, I know that I, like you were just saying, like in, in your own sort of head, it's harder to hear and see, even when I'm talking to you one-on-one, but to sort of couple that back to have finished to done live, you know, for me, I think what clicked and where it started to work was not you asking me those things, but when I heard everybody else, when you would say, okay, facts, is that a fact? Is that a thought? And it, it, it was easier for me to see and truly understand that. Um, like I've said, I am a cheerleader. So my, my children and my family and friends are pretty sick of it already, but, but yet they're sick of hearing it, but yet you can see the wheels turning when I ask them. Yes. I love that. And I'll just add in that. Well, so you guys know that one of my best friends is staying with me right now. And so her running joke with me is she'll just be like, anytime I'm upset about anything, she'll just be like, is that a fact? And she was like, I think you should pay me to just pop up behind your coaching calls and just yell, is that a fact? And I was like, I don't think that I'm going to do that, but thank you for the offer because it is such a valuable question. But I love Tanya's point too, that often you can't see it in yourself yet. You have to see other people be so, I think Sarah said this actually on a call, wedded to their story. You have to watch them be wedded to their story and you have to have the clarity that they're causing their own pain in order to really get the concept and in order to really then apply it in your own life. So that is what I always say is one of the side benefits of group coaching is you can see in other people what you can't yet see in yourself. Because yeah, like you see how deeply they're attached to it and you're on the outside, you're like, gosh, that doesn't even sound like accurate at all. And when you see like, yeah, how deeply people are attached to these stories that aren't necessarily real, you're like, oh man, mine aren't real either. (laughs) We're all just an imaginary land. Samantha, you were going to add in there. I was just going to add in there. I think that the other piece is in our day-to-day lives, like nobody questions that. And so often the entire, and I know that the next principle of your your program about the thought, the feeling, action, that sequence, like so often nobody says, is that a fact? Or nobody questions that. Like, is that a fact? So you're able, and all of these things for us, I think are happening in these nanoseconds. And they're so natural that we have assumed, well, of course that's a fact. You know, one of, it was her breakthrough moment, but it was a huge breakthrough moment for me too, was, was, was with Sarah, you know, with her moment. And it was really like, cause I stop at a certain point as well in terms of what are my options, right? Like A is completely doable and agreeable. B is a little bit more far-fetched. And I stop usually at B. I never go to the extreme when I'm sort of doing my, what are my options? And I don't do that, thereby not being able to see the full breadth of my options so that I can make an option, a decision. 
But I think that our these all of these things with our our, our heads are just happening so quickly that until somebody even gives you the room, dare I say, invites you to sort of stop and say, is this a fact or is it not a fact, right? Then, you know, your whole thought, feeling, action sequence. Until people give you that, or someone, i.e. Christina, gives you the time and space to invite you to say, hey, look, here's your wheel. All of you need a wheel, you know, a stick for your wheel of like, you know, I call it the spiral that happens in your brain. And so this is how you can do that. And I think that that's what's so powerful too, is that you really are saying, okay, take take nanoseconds back and just say, is that a factor? Is that a fact? Right. And then when we litigate that, we realize that it's not a fact. Yes. love. I love that term nanoseconds, right? It's just that split second of awareness that we're increasing. And our split second of awareness is growing then to minutes. And so instead of reacting to our feelings or responding or avoiding or resisting them, we get to go, oh, my feeling is just created by a thought and my feeling also drives action. Now let me slow down that entire process, really be able to see it happening and then decide consciously what I want to do. So if, also, I just want to say for anyone who's listening, who's like, I don't, I don't understand the spiral and the, the steps and the, all the things, right? Totally fine. This is all part of the program. But this kind of, I think, goes to show the mastery, just the true mastery that you guys have of this content. And just now we're at week six. But I also want to point out, I always joke. I'm like, yeah, it's not anyone in your life's job to ask, is that a fact? And if they did you'd probably be annoyed, right? We have the joke with Tanya. She's like, her daughters are friends and everything. It's like, no one wants you to tell them that. My friend doesn't like it when I do that to her. But um, Sarah said something to me, which was, I really thought you were going to agree with me more. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally not my job. (laughs) Because anywhere you go in your life, you have people who validate your story and that's their job. And they do it excellently. Right. It's like, it's a compassionate, like commiserating. Yes. Like, oh, I know. Oh, that's so hard. Or yeah. like, whatever. Because they think yeah. they're trying to like help you. Yeah. And I think like, they are helping in a lot of ways. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. sometimes right. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, yeah, what, we call it jumping in the pool, right? I'm like, it's not my job to jump in the pool with you and tell and agree with you that your problem is really hard. Like we've dealt with some pretty heavy stuff in our calls. And my job is to just stand back and go, your pain it's just caused by your thoughts and that's okay. But what And I think just one thing to add on to what Samantha said is that like a huge, uh, I mean, I've had a thousand aha moments during this whole process again and again and again. But like one is, is that now, I, are we in week six, seven? I don't know what week we're in. That I'm finding they're repeating issues, right? And they'll come up and something will derail me or whatever, however you want to call it. And at its core, it seems like a different situation each time. But because I'm examining it over and over and over again and sticking with it, it's kind of the same thought. It's the same root. And like when you can pull all those different scenarios apart and get to the root, I mean, that's the gold, right? And that's where you can shift and change. Yes, pattern recognition. That is fantastic. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about that result. So that finished project. So first, I want to know if you guys are comfortable sharing details of your specific project that you're working on and how that's going. And also, you guys know this, right? You want to have that finished project so that you can feel good. You can feel better about yourself. And there's a lot of complicated parts of that, right? Which is the biggest part is you actually have to feel good before the project is done in order to get the project done. I want to repeat that for anyone listening. You actually have to feel good in the process of doing the project, not just the finished product. I was actually doing my writing this morning and one of the, I was doing my intuitive writing and one of the phrases that popped out and I was like, okay, that's not wise. I don't know what it is, is it was like, seek and find, seek and find enjoy the seeking, enjoy the finding. And it gives me full body chills. But I love that idea that yes, it's the finding. Yes, it's that aha moment and that clarity and the finished project. That's all fantastic. But it's actually showing up for the coaching calls and it's doing your homework and it's reading the stuff and it's sitting with your shitty, awful feelings. That's also 
becomes in a way enjoyable. So So, that was a lot. (laughs) Oh, so I think, and I, this is probably news to everyone. I probably won't have my project finished actually by the time we we finished this. I had this sort of thing where I was going to do this, this whole um, job searching sort of guide and 12 week program and that whole kind of stuff. And for the first time, I'm not immediately going to, you messed up, you had no business, this was a waste of your time, this was a waste of your money. Like, I'm not getting into that spiral. And I kind of realized that while I'll have some version of the project finished, but it won't be the original intended project, but while all of that is great, I realized how invaluable the process, which is something that if people who know me know that I'm always getting to the end, like I'm not the process person. And so the fact that the process is so, you know, it's worth its weight. It's worth the price of admission if your pro- if you never do your project, but you get all of these tools and you show, you did show up to sessions, which outside of one, I'm so amazed that outside of one session that I really legitimately couldn't avoid missing, I've shown up to all of them. Even talking myself out of, you know, that day, which was a tough day, where normally I would have just bailed and, you know, decided the day was a write-off, but I showed up and then participated. All of those things are way more, are just as valuable as that finished project. So when we started this six weeks ago, I would have told you if I didn't have a product, this was a waste of my time. And now I can honestly say that the just learning the process was worth the price of admission. Just being able when I'm in a moment of procrastination to say, what are you thinking right now? Or what are you feeling? And then take that back to a, you know, that whole kind of conversation. Those tools, just being able to recognize that this is something else is so impactful for me. And the project becomes a cherry on top, right? Like not even what the the real prize is. Like it becomes a, a sort of an add-on bonus. I'm like, I tell them this. I talk about this all day, every day, but no one, like the way you just said that and having firsthand experience with that, I might cry. I'm so happy to hear it. That's amazing. And I I mean, could not have said it better. So thank you so much for sharing that. Love that. I'm going to bounce it over to Jonathan. Um, so... I guess your question was kind of like, like what's my what's my project and how's it coming and where is it going to end up? Um, and like, what do you want? Like, what is what makes you want that project so badly? So, I mean, there's a lot of this is a big answer. One, I've quietly watched everyone else in class with with their projects, and their projects to me have seemed very finite. You know, I want to have this PDF out for my business or or something like that. Mine is, mine is basically, I just want to be, insofar as I had to define it for, for the class, my project is I want to be in a place where I'm a much better job candidate, probably around August or so. I think August 1st is my deadline. I don't remember if it was the 1st or 30th. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's COVID time. So it, it, it's, it's kind of nebulous. You know, I'm looking at these other projects where, you know, there's, there are waypoints and, you know, if, if it gets finished, it's like you built a fence and you can see the, you can see the progress as it goes here for me. It's, it's a little bit different because, you know, five, six days at work can go by and nothing, nothing big happens. I don't get like a, a side project. That's an opportunity in the direction that I'm trying to go or I don't have any conversations. I'm really just kind of puttering along doing my regular job. But I think for me, it, Two things, two things are of note as far as have finished and done. One, unlike seeing, you know, the waypoints of step-by-step step moving along, these things are, they just kind of happen serendipitously. One just happened literally before we got on to record where I got a, an invite from a manager that I need to go work for. Um, so these little things start to happen and, and it's encouraging, but when they happen, I, I, I don't know. It just shows up in the mail. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to be more positive about it, but I mean, it, it is what it is. Well, let uh, me ask you this. Like, do you, and no right or wrong answer, but do you credit that? Okay, wait, 
let's acknowledge I'm totally asking the leading question or we are all here. Okay. Do you credit that with you showing up for yourself in the context of half finished to done? No right Uh, or wrong answer. (laughs) Are are you asking like, did, am I saying half finished to done got me that? No, not necessarily. But I guess what I see a lot of times is that when people, I'll give an example, somebody I know hired a career coach and then got a job, but that job didn't come from the specific actions of working with the career coach. It came through another seemingly random outlet. And so this person's like, well, I didn't need the career coach because I was going to get this job anyway. And I'm like, that's one way to interpret it. But the other way to interpret it is you decided to show up for yourself and then things fell into place. Yeah. I I think, I think that, I think that's, I think that's hitting the ball right on, right on the the screws to use a baseball term. Uh, <laughs> Never heard that like one. Very, <laughs> solid, very solid hit, Christina. No, that's, that's spot on. And I think that, that, that dovetails back with, I think your first question of me today was like, why did I sign up is because, because something in me was just ready to get this shit done. Whether, whether I was literally working the program and reading it line by line and, and following it like a robot or just kind of absorbing it and um, kind of living it organically um, which I think is definitely the latter. I think that's that that sort of thing. So I, I wouldn't say, it, yeah, I was half finished to done that. Like, like I did X from the the program and Y happened here, but it was it was I don't know whatever 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 was in my soul that caused me to sign up and continue to show up and can you continue to try to absorb and put into practice the things that 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 we've learned so far are definitely accelerating those sorts of things. We will take to express it any better. Than <laughs> that. I don't know. I couldn't tell you how that mechanism works, but it, yeah. it, it, it's just happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think any of us can really say how it works. I think there, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, woo woo and spiritual and all that, but I think that there's something that happens when you put out something to the universe, like, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to invest money, time and energy. And the universe is like, Oh, been waiting for you. Let's go. Yeah, I love that. And I won't take full credit at all and have finished to done won't take full credit. But I love I love watching that process that's unfolded. So thank you. Tanya. Yeah, I'm gonna throw you a curveball right now. And that I in thinking through this today, so just let can you restate your question so I make sure I hit the nail here, as he said on the Nail or ball on the head or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> or metaphors. Um, yeah, I'm scared for this uh, this curveball. But um, what is your project, and what makes you what makes you just so excited about it? Yeah. So this curveball then is going to be a little bit curvier. So I am. I've been super excited about my project for years now. Like literally, it's it is definitely organically grown. Um, it's very much more as you and I were talking about the other day, I think I've sat back and, and I really need to look at it as it's more of a vision for me and, and what I would like to do and what I would like to put out into the world and how I'd like to do that. But I kept tagging on these like hardcore things I need to build or things I need to do in order to get there. Um, one of the things I was thinking about this morning is and is how this structure has allowed me to figure out where I've been stuck. And so I think it's sort of like a game of shoots and ladders. I think I need to go back to week one because I really think deciding on what my project and the finish line, what the end line, what that, what that looks like and really believing it, truly believing it's the compelling thing that's going to move the vision forward versus just, okay, here's my business brain saying, here are the steps of what you need to do to build this. Because of, I was trying to follow in those, that, that more business marketer, business plan sort of strategy, it wasn't working for me because it didn't, doesn't fit with my vision for virtual community. And so I, I really think I have to go back and, and do that first exercise that I fought you on. And I'll put that out there on, you know, everything that's on the plate and, and picking one and really, truly believing it. This is really interesting. You are, you said, you know, my, I'm tempted to use the business part of my brain. And then the part that you didn't say, but I just kind of inserted words in your mouth is like, it's kind of like involving your soul. 
right? Mm. Which Jonathan just used the word soul. And I'm like, at the risk of sounding totally too far gone, too woo-woo, is yeah, like these are kind of soul projects, right? They're not just like hammer it out and be done with it. It's this project comes to represent something bigger. And part of that something bigger is my development as a person. And I think a lot of us have talked about this recently over the last few weeks. And I know I've talked to you about, I can get work done that I have to get done. Like, that's not, that's not a problem. It's getting the work done that I want to do. That's hard. Totally. Totally. It's usually the work that's most important. That's the hardest to get done. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if this, if this, if a project like what you're, what, what a, a potential student of, 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 of this class would be doing isn't something that that's, you know, talked about or thought about in terms of the soul. I mean, it kind of comes off as woo-woo, right? If it was just a technical thing, somebody would have built an app by now and we'd all just be using it and, and we wouldn't be having to do this. So right. there's, there's definitely something deeper. And I think, I think anybody that's going to think about the class seriously has to consider that, whether they're going to be able to be introspective enough to challenge their their beliefs, their opinions, their prejudices, whatever. I mean, a, a few minutes ago, um, I think I think Sarah and, and Christina were kind of talking about how they're challenging each other, and 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 basically, Christina's Socrates. I mean, that's what she is. I mean, she's not here to cheerlead. She's she's here, she's here to challenge our 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 thoughts and 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 beliefs to see if maybe those aren't the ones that are the, the cause of what's causing procrastination and floundering or overwhelm or being able to get your work done, but not the cool work that, that, that Tanya just wanted to just mention. So I think, I think that's a, a proper way to frame it. And I think when we look at our projects, the fact that they're not done, they are all in some, that Franklin Covey important, but not urgent bucket, right? Because if they were important and urgent, we would have already dealt with them. So they are really in that important and not urgent bucket. To Jonathan's point, so they can get postponed because they're important, but they're not the urgent products of our lives, projects of our lives. You know, it's not the kind of sort of bleeding that, like Tanya said, important work we can get done. I think the other piece, though, is that some of this solves, I think we also kind of label ourselves. And so we go in to fix not really the problem, but the symptom. I mean, because Sarah and I have, I think, talked about this in our coaching calls before. I would have said, historically, I am a procrastinator. So I would have come in and said, if you, if Christina's the doctor, if you will, hey, can I have a prescription for something that cures procrastination? Because for me, it was either, or even at other points in my life, I would have said, can I have a prescription that cures overwhelm or that adds hours to the day? Because it wasn't my time management. It was that there weren't enough hours, right? Or that I wasn't using the hours well. And that's partially true, but the prescription is not for procrastination, right? Like the, that's not what I'm trying to solve for, cure for. So I think that this is the first time that we've also had to kind of really dig any deeper and so and look at who we are as a pro as, like look at this not as a as a problem but as a symptom of a greater disease and I think that nobody's freight or if somebody knows if somebody else is doing this then I am open to the suggestion but most people aren't doing that right like they're giving us these band-aids for gunshot wounds that we keep applying, right? We keep ripping off some old Band-Aid, right? Which is Franklin Covey or, I mean, Stephen Covey or GTD. And then we're putting on this new, you know, Band-Aid, which is 90 day year and not ever dealing with the disease. We just keep treating this, this plethora of symptoms. And I think that that is why we all have a soul connection because we know it's not, we've all learned the hacks to get what has to happen done so we're not homeless and unemployed and, you know, have some semblance of our business. 
But I think what we all were kind of searching for was that level up, next level kind of happiness kind of factor, right? Not just surviving, but really thriving. Yeah, well said on all of that. And I think I want to offer this too. I'll be curious what you guys think that it's almost like the disease, quote unquote, is thinking you're diseased. Because what I think and what I hope I've shown you guys is I'm like, there's no moral failing here. There's no character flaw that's inherent to you. There's no brokenness, right? And I think that a lot of people, especially with procrastination, they're like, if I were better, I could do it. And I'm like, what if it's not even a question of that? What if it has nothing to do with how good a person you are? It's just an action that stems from a feeling. And so, I don't know, maybe just quick show of hands, even though obviously people won't see it. Do you guys, like, are you guys bought into that? That like, there's not brokenness. It's just, it's just seeing that maybe you actually already have it all in you. Yeah, just Tanya, Tanya's not on video. She's raising her hand, but do you guys agree with that? Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking right when Samantha was finishing up and then you started speaking that maybe there's no cure. Maybe this is just a way to learn to live in, in the human condition. Totally. A little bit and more to effectively and happily. Yeah, and to examine it and to like see it, you know, over and over again and keep revisiting it and being like, okay, I also have the option to not believe that and to come at it from a different angle. Yeah, and I think also to re- that realization that we we're not this is we're not trying to fix anything that you're not broken and all of those kinds of things. I think that that is probably one of the bigger shifts for us, right? Because I think we all came because we thought we needed to be fixed and we were hoping you would fix us. But I think that that's what the last six weeks have been about: are highlighting all of the different areas and points where it's like not really broken. Maybe you need to have some different viewpoints, but not really sort of fundamentally a a broken person. And I I think too, like for myself, even at this point, the biggest shift is that I've kind of shifted from this place of like shame to this place of like curiosity, right? Which is like so much better. I bet. (laughs) Right? Like it's, you know, I have all these like shameful feelings around like, not getting something done or even shameful feelings in my thoughts. Like, man, why do I have to think that? And then it's like, hmm, like now I'm at a place where I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Why do I think that? You know, and that is, that makes it more fun too, <laughs> to examine it and to move forward instead of being like, man, this really sucks. Why do I keep doing this? To like, hmm, this is, this is interesting to look at, you know, and then shift and change. That's where like the actual change happens. So good. That is amazing. Amazing. I just got so excited. Um, I want to give you, Sarah, a chance to just tell us a little bit about your project and the result that you truly want. And then we are, have already been talking for an hour. If anyone needs to go, totally fine. But then I'll have one final question for you guys after that. So um, Sarah, real quick, what's your project? Uh, and Yeah. So my project is to get done to websites that I have been putting off for a really long time. And I think like, I mean, God, I could talk for hours about the whole process with it. I think one of the biggest things that I realized in this process is how I was viewing the web, getting it done and the work of getting it done and what the result of that meant was um, my feelings around it were suffocating and like negative. And like you even said to me once, like, like, why would you even want to work on a website when you're viewing it like that, you know? And that has been the hugest shift. And then for me, um, it has been immensely rewarding to keep falling off the horse again and again and again and again and getting back on and examining why I'm falling off and just like learning all this stuff. And I will say that I, I have like a bi-weekly appointment with a therapist and I'll be talking about stuff. And I'm like, and then I really understood this one thing about myself and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, how did you get to that insight? And I was like, I'm taking this procrastination course. And 
I keep bringing it up to her like week after week after week. She's like, well, how did you get to that place? And I'm like, it's that procrastination course again. And she's like, okay, you need to send me this website so I can check it out. But it's like, you know, it's really um, the whole entire, whether I get the website done or not, and I am getting the website done, the value of the things I'm learning are things that I've like really been wanting to learn for so long, but I haven't known how to. It's been like this like intangible itch. Like it's just like, God, why can't I scratch it? Why is why I can't reach it? Where where is it? You know? And now I've been given directions like, hey, that itch is like right there on your back. That's how you get to it. That's how you itch it. And like now you can figure it out. So I don't know if that answers your question. I mean totally. I hope I, I think that um, I'm confident. It doesn't matter either way. I'm confident that my end of what I need to get done will be done by the end of the course. Obviously, I have web developers that need to. So there's a part of me that was like, damn it, I wanted to like put into Slack the URL and be like, look at my site. But um, hopefully, I'll still reach out to everyone afterwards and show. <laughs> totally. I know. I was like, I need to do show and tell. Uh, no, that's great. I, I love that idea of having it be so rewarding to fall off and get back on or to stumble and get back on. So that's fantastic. And I think you alluded to something or you mentioned something really important, which is that you can totally work with a coach and a therapist at the same time. They are very different. And so it is, it, coaching is not in competition with therapy. I just want to mention that real quick because I know some people get confused. If you ever are like, I don't really understand the lines between it, definitely feel free to reach out to me and we can talk it through. Uh, but I just want to leave that there. So, okay. We could talk forever. Obviously, this is so much fun. You guys are freaking amazing. And the last question is, if somebody's considering joining Half Finished to Done live, what do you think that they should know? I think they should know, first of all, that this is not going to be about anything on your calendar, right? So you're going to spend weeks before you actually even look at your calendar or open your calendar. And I think this, the, the other thing that they should know is that this is heavy lifting, but so worth the heavy lifting. Either you're going to find out new things that you didn't know. So like Sarah mentioned a second ago, you're going to be taking those realizations back to your therapist. Or you're going to realize that like the same stuff that you and your therapist have probably been talking about for weeks on end um, or months on end or years on end keep coming up, right? So that those things are still not resolved. I think it's also important to realize that like this is for folks that really fundamentally want to make the change. So like if you're really ready and I feel like I'm talking about something that sounds like an infomercial, but, but like this is really, you know, if you're really ready to make a change and you really are ready for something different, this is it. And, and I think all of us here fully understand and appreciate, you know, the barriers to entry, but we, it's also so, so, so critical. Like if you take a step forward, you're going to see a real difference, right? This is one of those one step forward. I mean, you know, real, like I made a step towards what I wanted and I, I reaped a huge benefit. I'm like, if someone's going to do an infomercial, I'm glad it doesn't have to be me. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm not even paying commissions out right now. So this is great. Thank you so much. So well said. So I think like for me, um, and I think the people, I mean, who knows? I don't, I don't know how people absorb your information, but it's, this is not um, like a productivity and time management kind of a thing, which I think a lot of people will see if they just heard the title, they might think that. And it is at such a deeper level of um, learning and changing at like the foundation and then giving you the work um, it's like, it's like that saying where you like teach a man how to fish, you know, it's like, this is going to be stuff that is always going to come up in your life. And we're actually like learning the tools over these eight weeks again and again and again to do it for ourselves eventually. So that, um, 
yeah, we can keep, keep moving forward. It's just, it's not a simple thing. It's like deeper underneath everything and life, I mean, life changing, not to be like dramatic, you know, and, uh, definitely worth a billion times the cost. Cause if it's life changing, like, come on, you know? So, and I will also say I have done a billion courses whatever worksheets from everyone in the world and this is like way way different so that's it thank you i can't say much <laughs> thank you <laughs> amazing tanya or jonathan um i would say for me um is it right brain or left brain when you're really literal and i don't know what whatever side of the brain that makes you real literal and you know, kind of dogmatic. That that tends to be me. And and there there's been times where where Christina and I have kind of gotten toe to toe a little bit. So be prepared so to <laughs> be prepared to to be challenged a little bit if you're if you're in a place where even though you you know you need to make some changes that you're going to sign up for this class um, and show up, but you know you're still kind of holding on to maybe some philosophical dogma or something like that still still hold on to it and I think Christina would agree with you you can keep it but you're gonna have it challenged and and you and it and it's fair to have that intellectual probity and and to challenge it even if you stick with it, it makes that stronger but if if you don't then maybe you come away with some tools that makes getting shit done a little bit easier and makes you a more effective person it's a win-win Totally, totally. I never remember which is right brain and left brain. But yeah, I love that idea that it's like, I've said this in some way, shape or form, but basically, yeah, keep questioning and also keep doing the work, right? It's like, I in, I think it's super helpful to keep that intellectual curiosity and to really question things. And I always say like, the more you question it and the more you really truly challenge it, the more you're going to be bought in, which is what we truly want if you're going to use these tools for the rest of your life. But yeah, I think sometimes it's like, don't procrastinate the work by questioning it, right? We There's a lot of forms of procrastination that I think we don't recognize as procrastination. So like second guessing or challenging or um, going back to the beginning like just a few different things that we are um, not hemming and hawing over decisions, right? So watch the things that you do that you might not call procrastinating and keep the intellectual curiosity up at the same time that you're staying really open. So yeah, I think that that's a really, really good point. Thank you. And (laughs) Tanya, I'm like second guessing, right? Sometimes I actually wanted to say this earlier. I think that this is one of the takeaways too that I want you guys to have um, for after Half Finished to Done Live, but also as you're listening to this podcast episode is one thing that I always say, and now Todd is so funny. She'll be like, yes, I like my reasons. Because I always ask, if you're going to be like, I don't want to do the homework or I'm going to go back to the beginning or whatever your decision is, I'm like, I'm all in just make sure you like your reasons, right? So like, Todd, I think that's a perfect example. It's like, if you want to go back to the beginning, you know the question I'm going to ask is, do you like your reasons? And if you do, I'll be like, fantastic. I support you 100%. So I just want to throw that to you. No problem. I'm working on that a little bit and not using it as an excuse like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm going to add a little disclaimer here that I very much, I think like everybody else in this group, and it's things that we've been talking a lot throughout the last few weeks, Um, is knowing that um, we have to own our decisions and and what we're going to do and and also have our own back, you know, and not looking for that external motivation. I just want to make that clear before I go into sort of what I think the real power and secret sauce of of this program is. And that is, I really feel like the power is the community and connection with people who believe what you believe. And, you know, over time, we, we're all here. We're all sitting every day in our homes. Granted, you know, there may be kids, Sarah, people running around or whatever. But you know what? We're all, we've been trying to do all of this heavy lifting alone. And we're humans. Humans need other humans. You know, we can't do everything by ourselves all the time in our head. So I really think, it's for me, that a lot of this is that that power of connection and community and 
just feeling that energy from everybody else doing their thing. And so it's not necessarily an accountability thing because I actually don't feel like, oh, Jonathan's going to have my back if I don't turn in my assignment. I don't feel like that in this class at all. It's not like somebody pointing fingers, you didn't do it, why? But I do think there's the power of connection that everybody's doing this work and it just feels good. It feels good, right? I think that we, I think we sometimes forget when we're in the midst of it that actually doing the work can feel really good. I always prepare people. I'm like, listen, it might suck and it might be super uncomfortable and you might have to face all of your worst fears head on, which is true. But also sometimes doing the work is really freaking fun. So yeah, I think that's a really good closing note. Thank you guys so much. I could not have asked for better information for anyone who's considering joining Half Finished Design Live, either the next round, which kicks off on June 3rd, or a following round after that, if maybe it's not your time yet, or if you have other circumstances going on right now that make it so you can't join. But I would love to talk to anyone else who is interested. And yeah, I'm. this was spectacular. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Thanks. My closing thought is, is that um, we're all doing this in the most insane time ever. There's never a good time. So like, if you're thinking about doing it, we're like doing this in a pandemic with tons of like obstacles. There's never a good time. So just do it. (laughs) Yes, you heard it here. I'll I'll go counterpoint on that. I think right now is a perfect time to be doing that. Yeah, also. When... I guess speaking for myself, there seems to be more downtime. Um, not, not really allowed to go anywhere. At least I'm in Texas. I can go anywhere I want, but it's not wise. Um, but um, I guess, uh, you know, I think for, for a few reasons um, that I won't get into, I think right now is a, a perfect time to be doing that sort of thing. What is the new normal going to be? We're not really sure. So what's the new normal? What's the new normal you going to be? You could create that. That's going right on one of the clips. What's the new normal you going to (laughs) be? That's great. Okay. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you guys so, so much. I will see you in class. And thank you you. everyone for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Peak Podcast. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review. The next best step after that is to head to peakcoaching.co slash deepworkstate, which is where you can grab the guide for how to get into a deep work state in 15 minutes. And that is your entry point to all things peak coaching. I am so excited to see you inside. Have a great one.